if he's going to be as great as we want him to be, he's not going out in the first round. What would the show look like if somehow Jordan was the host? I don't want to say that the regular season didn't matter, but... Our podcasts are little engine that could i've called them bullies a million times like we've been bullies the last three years but i like the adjustments that they've made with brooke and he's looked more comfortable is motorola still popular playoffs playoffs it looks like a cardboard <laughs> cutout who shot mr burns i thought it was a weird season biggest thing is just gonna be heavy drew holiday when they're all when all three of those dudes are healthy and going it's, it's too much i don't know what we're gonna do at the end of games except maybe sometimes throw some lobs and then here comes the help out of nowhere it's like why mm -hmm. are you even coming to help i really 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 like chris Moot. Still got the beard going, huh? <laughs> I do. <laughs> but just barely. I just shaved the other day. <laughs> I, I had to. I had to drop. I was team mustache man. Oh, we were talking about that. That's right. And then <laughs> my wife was like, "No nope. more." No more. <laughs> I'm jealous. I've been. I've been going for beard since I was like 16, bro. It's not going to happen. For <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> Did you ever did you ever do the thing do do the thing growing up where it's like I, I just keep shaving this part and I just stay with like if you keep shaving it'll grow right so you yep, just keep shaving it yeah. that's what they said <laughs> it got to the point where I was buying like beard oils and I was just rubbing it all <laughs> on my cheeks like yo <laughs> maybe this will work nope not at all it's well, not gonna happen so so how how old are you now though I am twenty six you got time. You got time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> You've been telling me that since I was 16. <laughs> we have Jordan Tressy, uh, Jeezy, Cool J. Um, we're going to talk about the playoffs. We're going to talk about the Bucks. We're going to talk about absolutely anything else we want to. But again, gentlemen, how are you? Hey, man, I'm, I'm good. doing good, man. Uh, holding it together. Just got back from vacation, man. I'm ready for the playoffs. I'm, I'm ready. I'm doing good. So out of all of us, I was not able to to scoops to be scoops on the story. But Jordan has some 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 big news that he'd like to tell us all about to start. Yeah, well, uh, our podcast, our little engine that could, uh, is going to Blue Wire. We're part of the Blue Wire family, Blue, wow. Blue Wire Podcast Network. Yeah, hey, congratulations! Congratulations! Yeah, <laughs> Thank congratulations, you. Man. So I, I talked to Adam just very very quickly, just like ten minutes ago. And but just kind of in generalities, but um, I'm sure a lot of the fans of, of you guys and winning six through the years uh, would like to know, are you guys keeping your own feed or what's going with that? Or obviously it sounds like it's going to be some crossover. Yeah. It's, so basically everything's under the, it's we formed this Euro step podcast network and that's with Ty, Ty Winish and Roan Caddy. And then so basically everything's going to be under one feed, but we'll, there'll be two shows and we'll obviously Ty and Rowan will probably take, you know, attack like the minutia and like the day to day kind of, especially, you know, playoff times. But Adam and I, you know, <laughs> knowing how we operate, we always take like the bird's eye view kind of stuff. But yeah, for playoffs, we'll, we'll be doing a lot of crossover. 
um, reaction pods, all, all that goodness. And yeah, just a lot of fun to be had. It's kind of interesting. I mean, because I think this was the thing that we had joked about for so many episodes. You guys have joked about for, for so many episodes, the idea, well, what would the show look like if somehow Jordan was the host and he's just feeding stuff to Adam and Adam's <laughs> doing the analysis or, or, or vice versa, you know? And so it, it'd be kind of interesting because I know he was talking about mixing and matching a little bit to see if what kind of guest is Adam McGee or what kind of, what kind of, um, you know, or, or can, can Adam and Ty coexist as, as kind of lead banjos or any of that kind of stuff. So I think that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, definitely. I don't know what you guys think. Let's start with Jeezy. We, we, there's a lot of talk. There's a lot of dialogue about the season before we get into the playoffs. Obviously I'm hopefully, hopefully we'll put this out Friday to lead into the books. Um, starting with kind of an objectionable time slot Saturday, but before we talk about the playoffs, how did we feel about this season? Just kind of big picture from, a, you know, from an airplane 30,000 feet up. Like, was this season fun? Or, or what was kind of your takeaway from this weird COVID year? I thought it was a weird season. But, I mean, I thought it was cool that they did, you know, try a lot of different things on both ends of the, you know, ball. But it was kind of hard. You know, you had COVID injuries and guys in and out of the lineup, new additions. So it was a weird season, but I mean, I guess the fun parts are, you know, when they played the contenders, it was a pretty, I don't, I can't think of a bad game against any of the top teams. You know, all those games were pretty entertaining. So, so cool, Jay. Uh, d- don't let me forget. I very much enjoyed your um, uh, fire Middleton take on, on whatever, whatever podcast that was last <laughs> Now, look, somebody stole this as a booking because, you know, me and you have been talking for months, but I did enjoy it. Was that the Jewel? Was that the Jewel one? Yes. The, um, okay. That's the give me the buck one. Uh-huh. Or give me a buck one. Uh-huh. Okay. So what's the other one? Because in my head, those two run together because no, I, was, I did. I did that one twice. So I think oh. that's the, I think that's what you're thinking of. Yeah. So you might be thinking of I had a similar take like that on his other one. Okay. So that might be what you're thinking about. Uh-huh. Okay, no, because I, I only listen to a couple podcasts on Spotify and the rest I listen to on something else. So it's like some are, seem like they're just on Spotify and I know yeah. then I'll go to that one. But yeah, um, same question for you, though. How'd you ultimately how this season hit you? Okay, so it's weird, right? Because I, I say stuff on Twitter that people just like try to like have my head for. And I think a few weeks ago I was like, I was having more I was having more fun in like 2016 when we had like Michael Carter Williams and uh shameless plug Jabari Parker and John Henson and those dudes. My my first my first hate, my first love. Michael Carter. Right. right. Like like for all this for all this Middleton kind of stuff. I didn't after a while I didn't hate anybody like MCW. But go go ahead. Seriously, but I, I was having more fun. Like we hung on every game, we hung on every, you know, big performance, bad performance, whatever. But it was more, you, you know, now it just seems like we're supposed to win every game. We're supposed to do this. We're supposed to do that. That was more fun. What I, what I trade today for 2016? No, but is it as fun? No, it, I guess it's just the expectations. You know what I mean? Expectations are going to ruin regular seasons for as long as we're good. So like Jeezy said, I think you just kind of look forward to the to the games against like contenders and stuff like that. See how we look. I mean, it was obvious early that they weren't going to try hard to win every game. 
you know, they, you know, they were trying new stuff, new offense, new defense. Now I'm excited. I'm excited now as I was excited back when we were average trying to be good every night. You know what I mean? If you got, if you guys kind of like follow, it's like, it's weird, but that's, that's where I'm at with it. Now I'm excited, but the regular season was like, eh, eh. Well, expectations are kind of just everything in life because I totally and maybe this just means we're Bucks fans. Maybe it just means we're all losers because I, I know like other, <laughs> like other fan bases, maybe, definitely. maybe they don't feel that way. But yes, I totally know what you mean. Kind of that just idea of, hey, we're only three games out of the eighth seed if, if something goes right and kind of count. Yeah. Like we haven't really messed around even like I got to yeah. be honest, even the two and three kind of thing. Where we're, mm-hmm. count, where we're counting stuff in the loss column. It's like, even that mm-hmm. was like a warm blanket. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know. And then there will be some times where we'll, like, sneak up. There will be a period in the season back then where we'll sneak up to six. And I'm at work the next day with my chest out, like, yo, the Bucks are, like, yeah. 60, yo. Like, you can't tell me nothing right now. And, you know, that, that just felt yeah, – that was weird. Now we were, like, good, good. And it's like, uh, playoffs. Like, hurry up. Yeah. So, so, so Mr. Tresky, you, you know, you work in the biz a a little bit, so it's a little bit different, you know, big time uh, BBC contributor that you are and all these things, but so how how did, you know, it's you obviously working and putting out articles and doing all this kind of stuff. How how did, how how did the season feel for you? I think you guys all hit like on what made the season like from a like emotional standpoint, just like up and down. And it's hard not to like, there's all the COVID stuff. There's the injuries that obviously happen every year, but like COVID, especially where it's like, these guys are being pushed through a freaking grind. The season's shorter than it's ever been, but they're playing 72 games. Like everybody, like you can just tell like which nights, like, okay, they have it. And the other nights that they don't. And I think the fact that like, it comes after, especially after last year where they lose the heat in just like this explosive fashion. (laughs) And like, it just, everything for the regular season was built in terms of like this be more of a, uh, you know, playground for like all the experiments that hopefully we'll see in the playoffs, but you know, we'll see, but it just like had a different feel than any other buck season is like over the last couple of years that where it's like you taking stock in some games versus taking stock in others are like not equally comparable rather than them just like trying to be this dominant team that, you know, that we saw the last two years and then, you know, it all falls apart in the playoffs. So Jeezy, let, let's, I, I kind of wanted to ask you this anyway, but yeah, there's all this adjustment talk. There's, I, I and we'll ask the question kind of just to everybody, but like, so there's all this talk about, and I view this as spin, although I do think there's some truth to it. There's just all this talk now that the adjustments that we're making now will lead to something else. This season means something we're building to something now. And I'm a little dubious as to that, but how do you feel? Do you feel like the adjustments that we're kind of seeing different, different, I mean, I'm really offensively or defensively. Do you feel like this is going to, I guess, you know, pay dividends? Um, I mean, I guess we're about to find out. And I think this heat team is going to put the bucks and uh, Budenholzer to a, a big test. I mean, cause it's one thing of trying a new thing, but then I think the, other part is knowing when to use what, you know, in a series and what's not going to work. And what do you need to come with the next game, you know, to counter whatever Spolster and the Heat are going to throw at you? So, I mean, 
it's kind of hard because I don't want to say that the regular season didn't matter, but I mean it's like a you know prepping you for the playoffs. So I guess we're going to find out. I hope I hope it's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> I well, hope so. <laughs> well, cool, Jay. Same question. Okay, mentally, I'm more comfortable with them going into the playoffs. But like Jeezy said again, I will see if they can actually execute. I I I'm at I'm a, I'm at ease. I feel like we'll beat Miami because of the things that we've done this year, because of the dunker spot, because of switching on defense. I'm more comfortable with them, but I thought we were going to beat Miami last year. So you know what I'm saying. So I, I don't know how much that means, but. It's, it's all about executing and when they do these things, how often they do these things, what the rot- rotations are like, but I'm not sweating Miami because of what we've, because of what we've done. So I feel like, I, I feel like they're better prepared. We'll, we'll see what happens, but yeah. I guess kind of where I'm at now is the incrementalist. It just seems like it's moving too slow for me. Like there was an idea and the first game against the Nets, right? The mm-hmm. first game, I talked about this on the podcast like every time. Middleton shot like 10 shots in the fourth quarter. And mm-hmm. like, and like took, I think um, DeAndre was kind of almost dropping on him. And he, he just took like every shot, every mm-hmm. shot that there was. And he took the last shot and he missed it and like kind of whatever, right? He always misses mm-hmm. that. But it was like, <laughs> to, to me, that would be an idea of, I'm sorry. I mean, well, I mean, literally, like he missed, sh- I mean, really, yeah. like, like the, the difference. Yeah. The difference between us being the first seed and the sixth seed is like the six shots that he missed. And I'm not saying he should have made all of them, but it was like the Celtics game, the Warriors game. What, There's what? that Hawks game too. Hawks the, game. Yeah. They collapse where it's like, oh, yeah, he's feeling it. But then like everybody else was, it was just like isolated to him. It was, it was mm-hmm. just like everything else just blew up. I think he can make those shots, but either way, him as a decoy, but there was just kind of this idea because man, like, Seriously, there were, that game was a roller coaster. Whatever game it was, I think it was the Suns game where Giannis fell down. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah, second one. So there was a lot of stuff going on with that, and, and I think, and again, he took like kind of a a fadeaway kind of stuff. Like it wasn't a good look. I mean, it was kind of the corner play. We always talk about the corner play. So to me, this is my thing with the adjustments. If they were just like, hey, Chris is just going to shoot every single time, that was something that's at least an identity that you can kind of then you can kind of counter off of it and do all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But I just feel like even like half of the season, we spend a lot of time talking about, hey, like it's like they discovered alley-oops. Right. And it's like, OK, right. hey, now now we can throw alley-oops. And, the, and then the guys would like throw them whether they were open or not. And so I just kind of feel like I do kind of think we'll beat the heat, but we got to get game one. We, we need to start getting ahead in these series. And, mm-hmm. Because I think there's just a lot of quitting us if we get down. And, and I know I know Drew can manufacture offense and all this kind of stuff, but I, I, I just didn't see enough to, to, to think that we're still a guy, we're still a team with a number one and two number threes, right? I've, I've said that about them too. I feel like the, they're, not, they're not tough. The Bucs are not tough. And in, in a way, they've been bullies. And when they get, when they get hit, they, they shrink. It's like yeah. they don't really yeah. have a tough. They don't have a. They don't have that fight in them now. With Drew Holiday and with PJ Tucker, who you know who are tough, and they've been through battles individually. Hopefully, they bring that. How much they bring right away, we're we're going to be tested. We're going to be tested right away. So you'll see how tough they are. But it's like when, like you said, when the Bucks get hit or when the Bucks backs are against the wall, they kind of give the ball to one player whether it be Middleton or whether it be Giannis, and nobody wants anything to do with it. 
You know what I mean? And and hopefully that guy makes a shot or hopefully that guy makes a play. And then all of a sudden they're back on the horse. But if they don't, the Bucks they just continue to, to crack, crack, crack under pressure. So we'll, we'll see how tough they get. But in the past, they they haven't been. They have. I've, I've called them bullies a million times. Like we've been bullies the last three years, but we'll see. Jordan, what do you think about that? I, I mean, there is something to being this kind of front runner where, you know, they get out. That was kind of like their MO for the last two years where they get out to these crazy leads and we see all these, especially last year, you know, we see these like 40 point blowout victories. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it brings up all the questions like, well, are they, you know, testing the clutch time enough? Like they played like, I think it was like 70 minutes in the clutch time last yeah, year, which cool. is like crazy low. And like they, there is, yeah, there's definitely something to it. And the whole like adjustments thing too, where it's like, yeah, there you're seeing all this stuff and, and, you know, you want to see all the execution. And from our perspective, it's like, you don't, you see all these changes and you don't want them to, to be put into practice and then have them fail. Cause then it's like, okay, then what is the next change? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause when, like for this series, I think like the for all like the adjustments and you know what things that they can like little wrinkles that they can find. Like the biggest thing is just gonna be heavy Drew Holiday <laughs> versus. Yeah. I mean, we saw how Eric Bledsoe was the last two years. Like that mm-hmm. Drew alone, even when you know he might not be, he's gonna have so much on his plate, but like he doesn't have to score twenty points or you know do it officially or whatever the case may be. Like he alone just does a different it brings a different thing that they just never had uh, under the bud era mm-hmm. and so to me it'll be interesting because I, I don't even like i don't really truthfully maybe you guys have a better take like i don't understand there's things i mean we joke around a lot and we say this and that and uh, you know oh middleton's this or that or this person whatever or you know brooke like there, there's been i mean and maybe that's a good thing to talk about like so buck's twitter uh, through the course of the year we've there was anger toward dante anyway but then dante is associated like it's not his fault that the, that the deal you know bogdan yeah, yeah that the bogdan mm-hmm. trip. but there was there's a lot of kind of anger toward that and i, I feel like the anger in no particular order. And actually, Jeezy, you've been a part of a lot of this. I think we've all been a part of all of this, but like, you know, there was, so we went from like Dante to Pat to Brooke, you know, to kind of the thing, like everybody who was involved with the initial Giannis signing, I think got a little bit of kind of, because Thanasis got some of it too. And I don't know where we, I, I don't, like, we're going to like Dante if he's four for seven for three, because that's just the way this kind of stuff works. And if he's, mm-hmm. he's not, he's blowing layups. <laughs> you know, one or the other, right? Yeah. But 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 I but I basically feel like we're just like any other NBA team that we're talking about the big three, and then everybody else, like who knows? Maybe Pat's going to be hot. Maybe this person's going to do this. Yeah. I actually, Pat's had a lot of clutch shots this year. But yeah. it's just, but I don't know who else we actually trust, and that's that's why the big three problem is such a problem. I, I feel like okay, so generally, I think Bobby Portis and Brent Forbes have been, like, in everybody's good graces, right? Like, you still don't know what they're going to do later, but those two have been safe from from everybody for the most part of the year. Dante's got all of the heat uh, all year. Um, Pat Connaughton, I was on a, like, yo, like, leave him in whatever city you're in thing for for a little bit. Was that that you? Wait, so specifically, let me stop you. 
Who who had beef with who? Because all this stuff is running together in my head. I just know Jeezy had to buy a Thanasis jersey. Is that no? That yeah. that was Ovi. I, that I was Ovi. Yeah, I said. Oh, you were talking. You were you were I talking to him about it. Yeah, we had a bet. I, I bet him that Thanasis was <laughs> scored twenty points in a game, and he took the bet. I mean, <laughs> he ended up having twenty five. Right? Was it twenty five yeah, on, on New York? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. That game was, that game was crazy. I'm sitting here looking at my TV like, <laughs> huh? What? Like, yo, no way. Fadeaway Kobe threes, yo, all in that. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm going to work. Yeah, like, this is two threes. <laughs> yeah, so I, that's what happened. I don't. Okay, so you I were. He, yeah, you were in the bet. That's what it was. Yeah, I set the. I set him. I set up the bet. And that's okay. So he has a podcast also that I sometimes listen yeah. to. That's why he runs together with Jewel in my head because because both of those are, are are kind of fourth string for me. But I do listen to uh, just about all of them at some point. So and so I, yeah, and so, I. I want to interject real quick because I, I called Ob out, so hopefully he finds that Ob. You he didn't respond to my bet. Jason Tatum had fifty the other night, and I consider that to be a postseason game. And he's kind of critical on Jason Tatum, like Jason Tatum versus Chris Middleton. So I said, if what did I say? I said if Chris Middleton can't score fifty in a playoff game. Then he has to get a Tatum jersey as well. Oh, 50? <laughs> 50. What kind of line are you setting with 50? How about 30? I'm just hey, he's he's been he's been a big Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum. So if these oh, man. dudes are one and the same, there's gonna be a moment where we're gonna need like explosion from Chris Middleton in the playoffs. If if they are equal or if Chris Middleton is greater, he could do that, right? That's what that means, right? Yeah. I mean, that's how I took it. Dog, I, I was walking the dog and I typed this literally three times and deleted it every time. And I, I kept typing and I was like, no, no. And I'm just walking the dog. It's just kind of like a one-off. And, and, and I typed, if if Chris Middleton outplays Jimmy Butler, I'll buy a authentic blue Chris Middleton jersey. And I'm just like, and I'm, and I'm just like, yeah, what am I doing? Blue? You don't want to put your name to that. You don't and I'm like, well, yeah, blue? what am I doing? Like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you know, like, like, like why am I like, I like that. Which one of y'all, which one of y'all were, um, Really kind of anti-Pat. Was that you, Jeezy, or everybody running together? I was. No. I was okay. anti-Pat early. Okay. Early. And it was really my memories of the playoffs. And I remember Pat Connaughton playing so many minutes in a bubble, and he couldn't do anything. Anything. And it was it just felt like a waste of minutes, a waste of everything. So I had ill feelings towards him at the start of this season. But I'll give him credit. I think it started when we were um, in Memphis, and he was just drilling threes. I don't know if you guys remember. That's the Drew yeah, Holiday he had game. A good game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good game and game. he was drilling. And I was like, okay, Pat wasn't even shooting like this the last two years. Pat will have games where he'll knock threes down, but this year he was really, really consistent. And other people have been critical on him still, but he's been having like he he had a stretch where he was getting three four threes a game and they looked good and yeah. they looked like shots that he can make later on so i i calmed down but i was on i was on him early like stop playing this guy like i, I was on him early like where's tory craig i was one of those dudes but it was really because of uh i was tired of seeing pat for a second so we've got everybody's kind of um Priors now established. Is anybody here especially anti-Brooke? 
Maybe no, that's, he, maybe no. that's me. Okay. Listen, I was on him, <laughs> but he's improved. And I also think Buzz been using him a lot different with yeah. this. Uh, I don't know these last few games. He's looking like, really I, good. Yeah, he's looked mm-hmm. better. Like I was tired of that. I don't know. I'm gonna say tired, but of the you know those threes. I don't know. It seemed like certain plays that looked real good the first year with Brooke. They don't. They didn't look the same the last two years. I don't know, but I like the adjustments that they've made with Brooke, and he's looked more comfortable. He, I think I was on both ends. I, he's just looking more comfortable on this uh, second half of the um, season. It was. It was kind of a thing, um, and totally. I, I totally agree with that on the shot selection. To me, the thing is kind of the shot selection, but to me, that goes back. Like to me, that's directly related to Budenholzer. It's just mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. kind of hey, yeah. we're looking to let it let it fly and everything. And and again, I, that's totally cool. And it, for Dante too, that's that's totally cool as a first half thing. Hey, mm-hmm. everybody, shoot! All right, now we're down eleven, and we're in Miami, and it's game four or whatever. Now Chris lets it fly. Bren, if you happen to be in the game, lets it fly. Bobby, you can't tell him anything else. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? And, and just, but it has to be yeah. some sort of higher hierarchy, you know, like um, yeah. Yeah. Of, of that kind of, at least to me. And I always felt the thing with Pat, and, but I'll ask Jordan this question. You probably follow it in more detail. I always just thought that Pat was Bud's kind of teacher's pet. Like he seems to be like the one that, you know, he's like the one who he like is supposed to implement, not implement the game plan, but he's, I think Bud thinks he can do more things that he can maybe necessarily always do. But I, I just think he's you know, like, even in high school, like any coach is like, this is the one that's in my pocket. It's the eighth guy. Yep. Yeah. This is, this mm-hmm. is my guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that there is something to that. Like he's definitely, Pat looked a lot better this year. And I just think it, he's more, I think he's doing what he needs to do rather than they were putting too much on him. I mean, we saw it last year. It's the, the heat, especially where, you know, he's chasing like Duncan Robinson, all the, all their shooters and stuff like that. And like, you know, we know how he defends. He's very, he jumps at any slight you know, pump fake or anything like that. Like he's mm-hmm. just a very aggressive defender. And I think this year he's more of playing more to strengths where he's, He's always been a good rebounder, but it just never, uh, you know, whether it's positioning or whatever the case may be, he just like everything is kind of clipped into a, a role for him that's worked out better than kind of doing too much than what he's capable of doing. Mm-hmm. So let's get our predictions for the Heat series, and we'll start with Jeezy. We'll go Jeezy, Cool J, oh, back to Jordan. Let's. I, I'm and 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 talk about give your predictions, kind of in, in in how many games, but also kind of talk a little bit if you don't mind about like what you think's gonna happen. I don't. I'm. I don't know, man. I think I'm at either. I got. I have to pick the Bucks, but I either I got it in six or seven. I don't know, man. I, I don't know, it's just Jimmy Butler, man. I'll be thinking about Jimmy Butler. That's, he's going, I think he's going to be tough on both ends. Like I, he's going to be on – I guess I don't know what you guys think, but it, since we haven't seen him in any of these matchups, like you guys think he'll be on Chris? I mean – Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I hope not. Um, so – did, did Kendrick Nunn catch that last year, or how did that go? I, I remember, I remember he, so he much about – He didn't play at all last year. He got, Nunn didn't really play. Yeah, they yeah, had tragic – Dragic took over for him. That's no, Chris, a, Chris and Jimmy were cross-matched 
at times because Bud had Wesley Matthews sitting oh. right next to him. Oh, yeah. that was the whole story. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. Which kind of goes back to what we were talking about before. And That's Chris right. Chris a lot of Duncan Robinson, right? There's a lot of him on Duncan Robinson. Yep. And Chris was chasing Duncan Robinson. So, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. So it's me like, then I guess what we see a lot of Drew on Jimmy Butler. Is that what you guys think? I'm I mean, maybe, but like, I think the question with all these kind of things is just who gets the file. I don't know. Has Drew been in foul trouble most of the year? I don't think that's really. I don't, I don't yeah. think that's been the thing. I think I it's been know. like a few games he would pick up two in the first quarter, but then it evens yeah. out at the end. Like he never yeah. got to like five or it's fouled out or anything. Yeah, that's the thing, Jimmy Butler. You know, he's gonna be looking for. <laughs> he's looking to get to the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so that's my where I'm at with the whole heat thing. Is, I'll be thinking about Jimmy Butler. <laughs> I, I think who cares what I think? Cool, Jay. What, t- tell us about this. <laughs> I, I, I can't not. I can't not give my takes. And before people, it's different, man. You talk, man. Go ahead. Um, honestly, I don't know if I just got like like Homer, like poison, or what. But I I feel like the Bucks really wanted this one. I'm picking Bucks in like five games. Like seriously. nice, nice. And and the reason why I just feel like if the Bucks are going to play peak playoff basketball in this playoff run, it's going to be in this first round. I I just think that like they're ready for it. Eric Blesso is not going to be. Or <laughs> look, Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is not going to be overworked by uh, Goran Dragic, like Eric Blesso was. You know what I mean? Or even it's, hero. It's, it's just, it's just, yeah. uh, it's not gonna happen. Or or hero. Yeah, I mean, he he's just going to elevate to that level. I really truly feel that way. Giannis, if he, and we all know that he's great. If he's as great as, if he's going to be as great as we want him to be, he's not going out in the first round against the team that put him out for one the year before. He's going to find a way to. To elevate and I, I believe he'll do that this time I I too am nervous about Jimmy Butler I think but I do think that that's the only thing that uh Miami has in their favor is that he can take over games you know if if the Bucks leave a window open for him can he do that four times now that the rest of his team that doesn't have as much of the experience yes they went to the finals last year but it was it was the bubble. Now they've got to come to Milwaukee. They've got to go back to Miami. They've got to travel. They've got to deal with, you know, somewhat of a hectic crowd. So, you know, how's Duncan Robinson? How Tyler Hero? How are they going to shoot? You know, are they going to still shoot 65% from three? You know what I mean? Are they going to get that third guy that Jay Carter was hitting 50% of his threes? We'll see. But that's less likely. And I just think that, you know, if if we're going to play perfect ball, they wanted this matchup, so it's going to happen out the gate. Like, I think tomorrow they're going to win by, like, 20. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I think they're going to come out and... I actually think so, too, yeah. Yeah, I think they're going to come out and, like, hit them in the face with something serious, and that might, that might set the tone for the rest of the series. That's kind of what I'm expecting. Jordan, what do you think? I go... I don't... I hate to... Uh, hit this say it line bucks and six <laughs> but uh i just th- i think i agree that i th- i think the heat's best players butler bam they're better than where they were last year um that's pretty obvious <laughs> but like mm-hmm. 
Jay Crowder is they've been trying to replace him all season long. Mm-hmm. Trevor Reza, like he's been a serviceable guy, but like the difference between Jay Crowder, this like nuisance, but I mean he's always got under Giannis's skin defending like when defending him. Mm-hmm. Trevor Reza is like a totally different body type. And yes. if they're really like relying on him to like really just like kind of just like muscle Giannis away from the basket, I I don't see that having the same effect. Even like a guy like I as he's like one of the biggest floppers of all time, but like Kelly Olenek, like always has been trouble for the Bucks. Like is B Elitza gonna yes. be yes. shooting yes. the lights up? Like it's all like the the uh, supporting cast from Miami that I had doubts about last year that you know blew up in my face. Mm-hmm. I think they're definitely worse in that front <laughs> this year. And I just don't see I don't see like that kind of that all that everything coming together in the same way that it did last year. I, I'm just laughing because for years I was able to say, I guess I could probably still say this, but I, I very much love saying that Kelly Olenek has had a better game than Chris Middleton in the, has ever had in the playoffs, whatever that, whatever that game seven he had for the Celtics like five years ago, whatever yeah. that was. Yeah, that. against the Wizards. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's your backyard, right? Yeah. It's just, yeah, Kelly Olenek too. And you forget, he's so annoying. But yes, yes. Olenek mm-hmm. and Crowder were, were really good in that series. I wanted to talk a little bit too, and again, we're end up talking. We're talking about the game around the game around the game. I'm a little uncomfortable, and maybe this is just me by this kind. And again, we don't have anything to do with the games. Like what's going to happen is going to happen. We're just talking about people talking about it. But to me, people, there's a lot of talk about. Well, if if the Bucks can't mess with the Heat, then then why even watch the playoffs? Because they're not good enough, and blah blah blah. And I, I get all that. And there's a lot of people getting kind of chesty about 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 the Heat. Like we're gonna flip the narrative and all this kind of stuff like that. And I totally get all that. My thing is this, the heat represent for us, like the Zach Randolph, Gasol Grizzlies, like you can beat them, but only a great or very good team can beat them. They're the gatekeepers, right? They, Mm -hmm. they they reveal your weakness. So it's Mm -hmm. not just, so yeah, we're sort of better than them. But only a team like hitting on if you're hitting on all cylinders and you're great and you can execute at the end, you should be able to beat them in five or six. But mm-hmm. if not, just like those Grizzlies team, like one year they got the Clippers, one year they got the Spurs or whoever that was, they'll just they'll just beat you and you might be better than them. And so I'm a little bit scared because, like, again, the range of Jimmy Butler, it doesn't matter that, like, we don't think that he's that good. They all think he's that good. And, and all and because we're a little bit mentally soft and because of all this kind of stuff, I'm going to predict Bucks in seven. I think I'm predicting a big game one win. But I think even the stuff that will work. So I think the last couple of games we found out that we can ISO Chris on Robinson or Hero, and that's a good bucket. And I wouldn't be surprised at all. In fact, I'm going to predict this. Chris is going to start out like four for five on jumpers, like in the first quarter, and he's going to have. Mm-hmm. But we're not just going to keep going back to that. Right. And, and, I, and I, I'm always I'm not scared about the games where we just whoop these teams. I'm scared about what happens when we just kind of let one get away and we're not even sure why. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. On a grander on a grander scale, I, to your Grizzlies point, I think of I think of it in terms of Giannis. And I like to compare Giannis like his trajectory to Jordan. And who did Jordan have to go through? Like the team that Detroit, like those Pistons, and I think Miami it resembles that. They're not as good as those Pistons, obviously, but that's like you said, those are the gatekeepers. That's his team, 
And mm-hmm. okay, look, they might beat them again. They might, but I don't like that people are scared. Like, don't be scared of Miami. Don't want to run from him. He's got to go through that. I think all the greats had to go through that. Unless you were set up nicely, like Kobe and Kobe had Shaq, and mm-hmm. four years in, he had a ring. You know what I mean? Like. But later on in Kobe's career, Kobe had to go through that too. Like he just had to do it later. But you gotta he the roadblocks are for all the greats. And that's what make that's what makes them great. Like LeBron had probably the illest roadblocks of all time. And people question the way he navigated them, but he, he navigated them eventually. And the pistons, you know what I mean? And, and the pistons before that. The, the, yeah, the, the yeah. old pistons. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, Giannis has, here, here's Giannis. It's right in front of him. Don't run from it. It's, it's what's going to make him great. You know what I mean? So he's got to knock this roadblock down. And once he does, and he will, I don't know if it'll be, I hope that it'll be this year. Maybe not, but eventually he will. And when he does, it's not going to affect him again. He'll know what to do. Every he'll know what he, he'll know what to do. He'll know what he needs every time. But if so they, that, if, if, they knock, if they knock that roadblock down, if they knock that roadblock down, will they yes. call? Will once, they call? Will, if they knock that roadblock block down, will they call a charge? <laughs> <laughs> see you. See how you were on a roll, man. I interrupted they, you for that dumb joke. You were on a roll, <laughs> and you saw me start to laugh, and I was like, "Should I say that?" And I said it anyway, man. Go ahead. You on fire, man. Go ahead. They will. They they will call a charge, but you know what? It's it's all right. The one time that they don't, it, we out of here. The one time the ref decide to hold that whistle, we can't be stopped again. So that's 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 that was my beef when you were talking kind of about um, people being reluctant to play them, and it's just like, all right, but don't be scared of them. I get the strategic, easy way to the playoffs. I get that, but if you if you want to be great, yo, you gotta do you gotta do great things. I said that on another podcast. Like you gotta do great stuff to be considered great. Ducking and dodging ain't it. You know, you got to knock, you got to go through it. Straw man. Listen, the play-in game, I know a lot of people object to it. It is so much fun. When you can have LeBron and Steph in what appears to be, we know it's not because Steph has another game, to be one game for their lives. It just but it it's was so much fun. But it's not one game for their lives. It's yeah, not even, one, that feeling it's not even one game for yeah. their season. It's not one game for anything other than energy. Can inter- you put facts aside for just a yeah, minute? Exactly. I mean, yeah, you do. That's what it felt like the NBA championship last night. Dan, it did. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I, enjoyed, like <laughs> I enjoyed the end of the game, and I enjoyed the fact that LeBron is going to make everyone eat it they will question him again the next time it all happens but he's a four-time champion and he's aging at a rate with those kind of miles on his body where he just took out the greatest shooter you've ever seen the way the greatest shooter you've ever seen would take you out except he didn't take him out because there are more games between the two teams to play (laughs) and it was such an exciting do or die game that i was sitting on the couch just waiting for it to start and i turned to my wife and i said this is a do or die game and she said to me so if, if LeBron loses, he's eliminated. I go, well, no, like this happens and then that happens. She goes, call me when he has a chance to get eliminated and walked away, <laughs> went to sleep. This league, though, now they're the favorites to beat the two-seed Suns. That's great. I mean, yep. just, they should be heavy favorites. They are. Yeah. <laughs> a seven seed. And they were all trying. And the Clippers and the Nuggets were trying to avoid them. This is the guy that Bayless wants to call a choker. Like, I hate him. <laughs> Bayless wants to continue to disparage LeBron and 
Bayless loses forevermore, no matter how much he does. It just sounds so ridiculous. A commentator withering toward the end of his career, spouting about luck as LeBron, again, for the 97th time, hits a shot that at the end of a game that shows you that he can hit shots at the end of a game. I don't feel badly for Chris Paul, but if you're a Chris Paul fan, you have to feel bad for Chris Paul. Like He's on a really good team. He has made Phoenix legitimately good, and now he gets LeBron and Anthony Davis in the first round? That is terrible, man. Tough luck. I mean, they're going to be out in four. <laughs> oh, you've got them being swept, do you? Yeah. You've got the Lakers sweeping oh. them. So let's, let's get – I want to find out what Stugatz's total analysis here because you have – are you going to have both the Nets and the Lakers winning the championship? Because you've been riding the Nets. You haven't paid any attention to actual Nets basketball this year. No, I don't have you, to. You haven't I mean, looked at any of the numbers. You just know that they have Harden and they have Durant and they have Kyrie Irving. Three guys that independently, you have ripped and questioned all of them over the last 10 years. I have, yeah. I have the Nets and the Lakers in the finals. I don't have both of them winning, although that's a good idea. You I do mean. have both of them winning, though, because you last night was one of those LeBron games that you love where yeah. you're like Billy why are you screaming at everybody in the chat I mean I'm not screaming at everyone we're, we're all kind of just dancing around the issue that LeBron made up the fact that he was seeing three rims last night and I believe he just aimed for the middle one get out of town like no one you guys don't believe Dan please tell me that you didn't fall for that please Dan please not Dan Please tell me that you didn't fall for that because we know that he's making it up. And we know that if anyone was playing basketball with their friend and their friend told them the same thing, you'd be like, get out of here. You don't see three rims. That's not something that happened. That was just LeBron creating an excuse. Should he have missed or setting up if he had a game coming up where he'd wear an eye patch and then five minutes in, he'd take off the eye patch dramatically and throw it on the floor because it was affecting his play. And look at this warrior. He needs this eye patch that he took off and he's doing without his eye patch. How can he do this? How can he be playing basketball with two eyes? Because everybody does, because no one plays with an eye patch. And by the way, people get poked in the eye all the time and no one sees three rims and no one is believing this story, LeBron. Okay, you're getting a little bit older. The game's catching up to you. It's fine. It happens to everybody. Father time, undefeated. But we don't have to make up these stories to make it seem like hitting a three-pointer is a bit impressive. And Steph could have hit that three-pointer from 50 feet further back. People don't see three when they get poked in the eye. They see three when mm-hmm. they're hammered. Okay? He just got this. He got confused wow. with when you see three. Okay? It's when he you're hammered. Drinking. It's never when you get poked in your eye. When you get poked in your eye, you start seeing, like, like little spots everywhere. You see, like, one and a half. Things are yeah, blurry. You see the half. actual yeah, object, yeah. and then you see, yeah. like, blurry things off to the maybe side. Maybe two rims mm-hmm. he saw. Yeah. Billy, that's what you took from what you watched last night. Yeah, he's a, he's he was he was fibbing a bit. I don't I don't want to call him a liar. Okay, Good. not gonna say it. A he healthy just fib though. Straw man. Has anyone heard anything? Is there any bit of intel? Because man, a month ago, whatever team started having fans, and I was looking. So so basically. Right now, I can drive to Milwaukee in 12 hours, and I can drive to Miami in 10 hours. And I don't think I'm going to spend this money. But I was trying to see if I could swing one of these games. Are people allowed to stand yet in Fiserv and do anything, or have they talked about any of that? I haven't seen anything like that. I don't think they've talked about it yet. I haven't heard anything. Because what was cool, if you look every once in a while, they do a wide shot. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, it's cool. You can stand, and you're not blocking anybody. And the way they have it kind of gritted out. And every once in a while, I, I saw this at Laker games, I think. 
And I kind of like the idea, almost like a stand-up computer where you can just like, you can sit or stand kind of for a lot of the game. And it seems like you could still make some noise or kind of perhaps like, mm-hmm. but I don't know what, I don't know what the actual regulate, and they should really tell us before they take our money. Yeah. Cause you know me, I got to yell if I'm going to go, if not, you know, mm-hmm. I don't need to go. Yeah, that's kind of like natural, right? Like a natural yeah. reaction. I don't know. <laughs> you might not even mean to stand up and it just kind of like muscle memory. Happens. Yeah, because it's, yeah. it's the worst thing in the world. You'll see the craziest, like the craziest dunk. You see like the craziest Zion dunk, and they'll go to the other sand, and it's like a dude like this. You know, what is like, looks like a cardboard cutout. <laughs> right, and I'm like, the, the cutouts are better, man. You, you know, there's seriously, and this bothers me, and and most of my buddies are this dude. I don't think I've talked about this before. Any YouTube video of the 55 point Brandon Jennings game. And you know, scoring wasn't like this back then, right? And, and it really in a weird kind of way, he was like the proto Steph, cause what he was doing in that game, like it wasn't mm-hmm. just that he hit all those shots. Like you'd never seen anybody take so many shots. Mm-hmm. And he, and he, it's like his six three and there's some dude with his girl just kind of, you know, you just kind of sit back and i'm like man cheer you know like you see people jumping out and your eyes go to the people who are jumping out of their seat or whatever else Mm -hmm. and other people and he's like yeah whatever man you know talk to me when you get to 70 and it drives me nuts every time i watch that Um, (laughs) does anybody here uh gc will ask you anybody really i mean look man it's just the four of us does anybody really (laughs) think we can beat the nets i don't know how to separate like me being a fan right and me just, you know, watching that series. Like, I was talking to a guy at work yesterday. And he said, oh, man, y'all not winning. I'm not winning that series. <laughs> you know, I'm telling him, well, I was like, well, I think Giannis could punish him down low. And he said, yeah, it's not going to matter because you probably have DiVincenzo on Kyrie. I mean, that's just the outsider's, you know, yeah. point of view. I think they got a shot. I think it would be tough. I mean, it's going to be tough, but I think they got a shot. I think they got a shot. Jordan, what do you think? I think they, I mean, this doesn't necessarily answer your question, but I think out of between them and Philly, I like their chances better than Philly. Yes. Um, but, you know, their path, I mean, the fact that they, they, they kind of chose the path that they're in, if that makes sense, like that they yeah. have to face Miami, that they have to face Brooklyn if they get that far, that they have to face Philly if they get that far. Like, that's the hardest it's ever been for them in a long time. Like this, I, I considering what kind of team we're talking about too. That's the thing where I just keep like <laughs> that. Yeah. You look at the last two games, like that looks good. Even like the game that they lost, like back in January, they look good. like their offense looked good, but it's like how we talk about the Nets is like, it's not how we talk about any other team outside of maybe the Lakers, just because we haven't seen they're big three all that much. And when they do play together, you're just like holding on for dear life <laughs> when all three are on the floor and just hitting mm-hmm. shots like at crazy degrees. There was a point, maybe the first of the Nets games, I forget the first of the ones at the end, that like Kyrie was kind of off all night and then he hit like a fadeaway three and then we were up five and it was kind of over and then he hits this crazy layup and it's like right back to three. And it's just like, yeah, I, I'm never not going to be terrible, particularly of him. Cause like something in my brain is like Durant, what are you going to do? Yeah. But, but yeah. when he, mm-hmm. gets, well, he gets going and, and this is, 
I think a really strong case can be made. And this kind of goes back to the way I feel about how disappointed I've been about the way we execute. Man, he flipped that Celtic series in 2019. There's a world yeah. in which we already lost game one. There's a world in which we split the next two in Boston and now it's 2-2 and who knows what happens after that. But he was so mm-hmm. bad and we had the momentum. He he, he, and then Brogdon came back for the last game and we just kind of, and I think th- those are the best Meritic games too. And then we just mm-hmm. kind of, we just kind of whooped them. But yeah. like, if they ran that series 10 times, he flat out beats us by himself, a couple of them. And, and so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm particularly scared of all of them. Now, I don't think they, I think they'll implode in one of the four rounds. I just don't know that it'll necessarily be us. Um, cool. Jay, what you think about that? Uh, this, this has been whooping me down all year it's like like he said the outsider in me says uh no right it's, it's just come on man like nobody's when they're all when all three of those dudes are healthy and going it's, it's too much even for the lakers even for for anybody but the homer in me breaks it down further and watches and and then i'm watching what we're doing and who we have and like like uh, Jordan said, nobody matches up with them in the East better than us. I don't think Philly matches up as well. Right. We've got PJ, we've got Drew, we've got Giannis. Um, I just feel like logically, what we what we know about the game, it is. I don't think we can. I hope that we do, but come on, man. You we you we've seen it. We we've seen these three like individually win playoff games alone you know Kyrie on the biggest stage KD on the biggest stage Harden not so much but now Harden's got you know two filters to get him through whatever rough patch he might go through it's just you know they've got uh Joe Harris and what's our Achilles heel you know three-point shooting like and if you leave him open or if you dare him to beat you you're going to lose you know what I mean? So it's just I, I I don't think we will, but if we come ready, if we get through that roadblock I was talking about, then who knows? Who knows? Out, out of all the people that we've left over, it seems like every team's fifth starter goes four for seven for three from us, like by by <laughs> mm-hmm. But by far, without fail, whatever Grayson Allen hit that game. But no, that's not true because Bledsoe, Bledsoe was worse that first game. But when Grayson Allen hit six or seven threes against us, I just yeah, threw, I was just like, man, this is just yeah. what this team is. Yeah. 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 It was one of those nights, too, where they've uh, had a couple of those this season where if you watch those Nets games and then you watch them play like the Grizzlies, it, it, it just wasn't the same, you know, mm-hmm. energy. So it, it was, yeah, it was one of those games. And like you said, Grayson Allen. Even they were going under John Morant from three. I think he might have hit two of them. Mm-hmm. I think he's though not even, he's not. He's not right. He's not a but I imagine. But I imagine other teams look at us and see Bobby Portis, who's not known as a shooter. Or other guy. And I think yeah. that's. I try to look at stuff from the other team's perspective, where they're mm-hmm. like, "Who's Brent Forbes?" You know, and and right because because yeah. when, when he gets going. It's it's similarly. I'm sure other teams are like, well, who is this guy? You know, other teams. Same with like Dante, Pat. Like they, yeah. they, we've seen them like, you know, back off but, them very a lot. But here's my thing, and here's what makes me want to like knock myself out when I'm watching all of these games it, or these serious games. Is that we we've all been in the gym, and you know maybe we've even been in the gym with college athletes or pro athletes. 
all of these dudes can shoot. Like, all, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm talking about like the the fourth or fifth starter, or even the the point guard like John Morant, who's not known to be a shooter. But if you go and watch him in the gym, he can make that three pointer at the top of the key a hundred times in a row. You know what I mean? So when when you go back to the huddle, or when you go back to your timeout, and the coach the coach is going to break it down for him. He's going to say like they're going under the screen. Just square up and shoot the three like he's not going to guard you because he's not going to guard you. Eventually, they're going to make that shot. I hate yeah. I hate Bud's <laughs> gimmick. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's just a gimmicky. If he makes it, we lose. And, dude, these are the best players in the world. Like, Jay Crowder knew. Eric Spolstra and Jay Crowder knew last year, a week before the playoffs, they're going to give you this corner three. It's going to be there. This is the defense they've been playing for the last two years. You're going to go to practice and shoot that shot a thousand times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's where you're going to be shooting at. They, he knew. You know what I mean? And they're always going to know. So I hate Buzz gimmicks. I hate when he when he plays 50-50 ball like that because, like, we're going when it matters, they're going to make them shots, man. Anybody's going to make that shot because they know it's coming. The they thing know that irritates coming. me the most is that uh... – like Giannis could have somebody like bottled up, or Drew could have someone bottled up, and then someone just leaves their man to come. Well, you got two of the best the defenders help. on the team, yep. and it's not you know they got them right, you know, square yep. right there, and then here comes the help out of nowhere. It's like why mm-hmm. are you even coming to help? And yep. I don't know. And Giannis don't got it in him <laughs> to be like, I don't need that. I don't think Giannis has ever told somebody like, no, like mm-hmm. I don't need that. No, get out of here. You know what I'm saying? Bron will tell you, like, get out of here. Or Chris Paul will tell you, get out of get the, you know what, out of here. Like, I don't think Giannis has ever has ever done that. He's just too with the scheme. He's he's all in. You know what I mean? So he's expecting it, unfortunately. So we sometimes gotta, we gotta we gotta take a diversion. Who's who's the the most famous player you were ever on the same court with? Me? Oh, brother. I got to do open run with Dwight Howard one time, oh, uh, ye- a long <laughs> time ago. Oh, you win! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we should have asked somebody else first. Go ahead, go ahead, tell, tell the story. Grand opening, Greg closing. <laughs> yeah, that was cool, man. Tell the story. No, tell the tell, tell the story. So, so was his legend legendary flatulence? No, man, you know what? Like you see him on TV and he's like this super uh, or back in the day, like when he was like clean cut, fade, uh, super built. I was like 17. I was in Atlanta with a couple of my guys and we went to the gym and he just walked in with like two people. And um, yo, it was it was dope, man. He just uh, he, he wasn't even like openly like crazy or nothing mm-hmm. like that yo he just sat on the sideline he like laced them up he stepped on he just stepped on the court he was blocking dude's shots and just laughing helping them up knocking them down because he's three times stronger than everybody else um and it was cool man it wasn't nothing really special you know about it it was just him like dudes was throwing them lobs and everybody was kind of just on the odd about everything he did so it was it was cool it was it was cool I, I do think, and we'll ask, we'll ask Jeezy and Jordan in a second. I, I, 
I kind of started, we talked about Shaq and different people from, you know, for so long. I do think the Dwight Howard parallels are also in so much as Shaq and Howard are different, but similar. There are kind of some also parallels in so much as, well, for a lot of reasons, but like Howard also kind of didn't really get his respect kind of in his like kind of year three and four. And then they had kind of that breakthrough year and people had to give it up, but, but similarly not always the best post skills. And I always think every time Giannis plays, like who's the guy from the Grizzlies who's hurt every time or, or, or a BAM kind of level player, I'm rooting for Giannis, but then it kind of makes you wonder how Giannis would have performed in like the nineties where there were all these centers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that was the thing with Dwight. They were like, okay, Dwight's doing it against whoever, but he's not doing it against Patrick Ewing. You, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And he so he was both like overrated and underrated at a certain point. But um uh Jeezy, uh, you ever play with anybody famous on the on the court? Yeah, I Kyle Austin. Oh, nice. That's about it. He was so was, good. He was, he was so yeah, good it, when he was good. It stopped very <laughs> fast. Good. Yeah, he was good. Denver for a few. Yep. I don't know. He had a good nice nice little run in Denver. Yep. He used to it. like those Denver teams a lot. Yeah, he was the play with him as the backup point. When he was back up to Chauncey, those those yeah. were, yes. I like those couple of teams there. Did they have Jr. Then I mean, all those mm-hmm. Bird, yeah, JR Bird, and... all those versions run together in my head, like Birdman. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> um, Jordan, you ever play with any? Uh, any? No, <laughs> not even, not, not even to. Yeah, I, there's nothing. I can even compete with her, even compare. Oh, your your eyes lit up. I thought there was some great story. No, I, I played with I played with Rafer once at, at Lincoln. Um, oh, um, that was you know how when you watched uh, the G League, that wasn't as legend. That wasn't. I feel like maybe at Rucker there were like kind of rules. And everybody was just following him every play and trying to make a name. And it was like, yeah, it was like it, it was like like the last scene in Above the Rim kind of stuff where it was just like, all right, you know, and he was just like, I'm going to leave kind of stuff. And, it, you know, so it, mm-hmm. all, so that, that that was from the star power aspect of it. Obviously, when he, this is when he was on the books, that that was something. Um, mm-hmm. I also I also I, I played with Novak, um, but I was I'm that much older than him. And I. I uh, Black Novak a couple of times, it, but Uh-oh. but like he was, but like he was seventeen, like he was seventeen, and I was twenty one or whatever it was, uh-huh. uh, and his dad was a coach at Brown or whatever else, and then I got absolutely destroyed by Dwayne Dwayne, and oh Dwayne Dwayne, and open and open, and that's and, and that's the and I was young and dumb then, but that but what Cool J says that's the first time I was like, and you know. I thought yeah. I was pretty good. I'm like, I'm getting destroyed by the seventh guy on the Badgers or whatever. And like, I, I can't, like, I was like, I can't believe how good this guy is who doesn't look good on TV to me. You know? <laughs> and like, yeah. But back to kind of back to the subject. And and that's where that's the only place or not the only place, but that's the main place where I'm like, yo, fire this guy because he's playing. He's, is he always going to play with fire like this? You know what I mean? Like you're in the gym with these dudes. You know that these dudes can, when when they go to a practice or they go to an open run, like yo, they don't miss shots. Like if they miss two shots in a row, they like you know something wrong with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, like don't been play doing with it fire. So yeah, yeah, don't play with fire with that in a real game where real stakes are you know on the line. Don't keep going under that same screen like this dude is not going to know that shot's going to be there. You know. It's, it's all about 
knowing when to amp it up, when to change it up. And I, I feel like that's one of the things we worked on. So we'll see. We'll see. But that's what's so frustrating to me. And this kind of goes back to all our talk about adjustments and all these things. Mm-hmm. What's frustrating to me is even if Bud is an offensive genius and probably not, but we understand like it was really great to start of two years ago. Yes. It's, I don't understand it. And that's, and I want somebody smarter than me to explain. It'd be like, like, like this NFL team that had this great system offense, right? Like the greatest show on turf or like these chief Mm -hmm. teams or every year there's like these two like crazy offenses that change the game, but like, they can't do like play action, you know, run the ball, play action, but they can't run the most basic stuff. And like, I don't understand why we can't, I understand Giannis because he just started playing basketball and it's a work in progress and all this kind of stuff like that. I don't get why Chris and Drew and some of these have been here for all these years and they don't like, like, like Chris, this is the rant, I guess. Chris and Giannis have been on the same team for eight years together. They've been on plane rides. They played cards. They've been in each other's hotel rooms. They've talked about this. Hey, what do you think happened with this game? Why did we lose that one? They, they, they should have unmatched chemistry in the NBA. They should mm-hmm. have, and, and they just, uh, they show up like a couple of dudes who are punching the clock and Giannis gets really angry and then he charges the lane and Chris, like mm-hmm. sometimes he's hot and sometimes he's not. And, and, and like the basic, the basic thing about playing winning basketball is like, who does this now? And I think Drew has brought so much, but Drew yeah. also, I, I don't know if he wants to be a little standoffish, but it's not, I think he's really dope. I'm not really sure he's a point guard. He's just another really good two-way player. And mm-hmm. that's why I wonder sometimes if we're less than the sum of our parts. And it it drives me nuts because I don't understand it. I think it's level, I, it's levels to it. It's level, it's levels to basketball. It's levels to sometimes it's just like an intangible that and I I, I hate to do it to Chris Middleton, but it's what separates a player like Chris Middleton from like the real upper echelon of the, the NBA. Now Giannis. Giannis got it out the mud and he evolved physically to the point where he can't be stopped to, to, to the point where he's a two-time MVP, right? But not that's not going to happen with everybody. Chris Middleton got it out the mud and he's at the maximum of his capabilities, but there are like things that he's missing that makes him um, like, you don't have to tell James Harden. James Harden doesn't care what the play is for Mike Budenholzer. He's going to go out, and he just knows what to do to get that ball to Giannis. He knows what to do to throw that lob. He knows what to do to, to draw that foul. And he's not that much athletically gifted, that much more athletically gifted than Chris Middleton, right? But he just – he has it. He has that mind for the – he's a hooper, like a hooper hooper. Like, he knows it, and that – that's just something that Chris Middleton, like, I, I don't know how to like really like put it into like, but I think you guys know what I'm trying to say. It's like, you're, yeah. you're, try, you're trying to say that Jordan Nora has a higher, uh, has oh, a higher, <laughs> is our second, is our higher, second highest score. He's, he's, I don't know if Drew ended up with more than 34, but Chris had never got 34 all year. And so that's a like, dude, like, like Drew Holiday is a, a, is a hooper. You saw it in Boston that first game, like, yeah. He gets busy and Chris Middleton gets busy too at times, but it's like, dude, it's something. He kind of plays like his demeanor, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> like to, you got to get a little selfish sometimes. Yeah. Even and, when he's and, feeling it, like he like yeah. you, he can have 15 in the first half 
And then yeah. second half. He's and a rhythm I'm not player. Him. Yeah, yeah, he's a rhythm kinda, player. Yep. Goes with the flow kind of sometimes. Yep. And Chris could get saucy too. Like, you yeah. know, yeah. Like, yeah, he can, get you he can with play. The, yeah, crazy layups. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes he'll pull some stuff out of the bag and he's an all star talent. But to go to, to go to what you were talking about, like you spent eight years with a guy and it seems like they learn one new thing every year. It's because that intangible is missing. Like Chris Paul would have came in here like, dude, I'm. What are y'all doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, we about to do this, this, that, and the third and, and do it at the highest level. And I'm throwing you lobs from half court because you can catch them. I'm giving you the ball here because you can make it. I'm doing – you know what I mean? He would have came in here overriding things because he's he, he just has that IQ. He has that – he's a hooper. Hooper. Like, Chris Middleton is a great, great talent. But that hooper be missing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and I think the case for look, I've you know, look, I've wanted him gone for like five years. If, if Bud gets fired, if Bud gets fired, I'll just get this on the record now. Perhaps another coach just has him stand in the corner and take the 11 threes that sometimes Dante takes, and then maybe that gets flipped. I just don't know who else, other than Bryn Forbes, I want taking 10 threes. Man, not on average, but just on a game where it kind of works out that mm-hmm. way. And yeah, mm-hmm. he can do that other stuff. And yeah, he can get it in a post. And mm-hmm. and and when when he's not getting his money taken, I think he's a creative passer. Mm-hmm. I just want him shooting threes, man. Like I, it's not my fault the NBA became this three point contest, but like he's good Word. at doing it. And yeah. you have well, him, Forbes. That's two A level shooters on the court. Defensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If Chris, if Chris was mid level, low post good to the point where uh we need we need a bucket post chris up that would be one thing but i don't trust that i don't trust that when we need a shot like i feel like if a defender really amps it up and bumps him off his spot he's shooting up something whack you know what i mean in the here's, flow but of, fellas, in the, here's the problem here's the problem though we don't know because I don't feel like we saw enough of that. And this season could have been anything. And that's why, to me, the narrative, and it's partially true, but the narrative was, like, we could have put Brooke Lopez in the post at the end of games all year. We could have done that. Yeah. Maybe it's yeah. really great. I don't know. But but we didn't. It wasn't like, so it's like, hey, we're trying zone or we're doing some of these things. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we're going to do at the end of games, except maybe sometimes throw some lobs. But Offense, other than that, yeah. you know. Yeah. No, you're yeah, right about you're that. Right. Does this? If you listen to this, does this sound negative? Does do, do we? Do I feel like I think we run no. the gamut of like we're gonna beat him, we're gonna beat him, and then it's like we were so excited at the start. Let's fil- I, I'll filter. We, I, I, well, I speak for myself. I really, 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 really like Chris Middleton. I do. I just, I'm just aware. I feel like I'm aware of his limitations. That's my take on Chris Middleton. Uh, everybody that hears this, <laughs> yeah, Chris can play. He can. Chris can play. But uh, look back to what you were saying about 10 threes a game. I think Budenhoser was trying to make him shoot <laughs> more threes at first. And, In the beginning. You know, they got into that thing. Yeah. And, you know, it's like a give and take. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice for him to shoot a couple more. I mean, and then you still want him to operate in the uh, mid-range area also. I mean. We'll see. It would be nice to see him. Chris Middles, he can every kill now mismatches. And I, that's yeah, my favorite thing about him. Yeah. Like, he, oh, yeah. when he got oh, that yeah. smaller guy on him, he could oh, abuse. Oh, it's a wrap. It's yeah, a wrap. he could abuse that guy. But 
that's the pro- later on he's not going to get that little guy he might even get a double team and i, I i'm sorry the love got to come with the hate but he is awful when he's getting double team he's not built for oh, that that raptors built that raptors it. game this season yeah. where i don't understand it yeah yeah, he's not Nick Nurse gotta stop giving these teams uh, ideas. I'm sick of it. <laughs> the, Raptors, <laughs> the Raptors didn't even make the playoffs, and they no. looked like the greatest. Yeah, yeah. Scared. Yeah. <laughs> the Blitz Middleton thing. Um, so we're going to see Jimmy Butler on them. I mean, right? Yeah. But but here's the thing, and this part is not his fault. But I just don't know because I don't trust the officials in regard to anybody except maybe Drew. I think Giannis is going to get. Like if Giannis gets kind of a 40-60 split of how we view a call, that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how the officiating is going. I never know if Chris is going to get that pump fake nonsense either. If he gets it, I also like something else. I said that I like. I like. I do like how once the he goes to that stuff once the Bucks are in the penalty or the other teams in the penalty, mm-hmm. and then he just starts throwing his body around and he he finds a way to get those free throws. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he's going to yeah. get them in the postseason because it's just it's so hard to tell what that means and it's a big that's why even when you're like he was trash tonight he had 17 points well he he made all seven of his free throws it's like a big weapon yeah, yeah. it seems like he gets the uh that when he pumps fakes and he can get his body into the defender it seems like he can get it but if you can get like an arm or yeah. something he then mm-hmm. he gets his hands up like where's the call but dude this is the thing so this is the total thing because mechanically right he only wants to shoot it when he's in rhythm. But when he thinks he gets fouled, he always makes them because he's a good shooter. And a lot of times, even yeah, if it doesn't yeah, feel good, like, it's going yeah. in. So shoot 12 threes. Like he's like, oh, that didn't feel good. It went in. There was one game where uh, we were down and he shoots a leaner, it goes in. He doesn't even like the entire league has started shooting from like five feet behind the line. He goes right to the line. I think if he shot from five feet behind the line, it would probably go in because he's a good straight line shooter. He just does yeah. all this other stuff, man. Sometimes I wish Pat Connaughton would get on the line. I'm like, yo, if you were on the line, you would have made that, yes. dude. You wide open. Yeah, that's where, like, yeah, he, yeah. Yeah, they like those. Yeah, Pat, yeah, he's been taking a lot of deep threes. Those threes are deep. Deep? Like, them. dude, yeah, nobody deep, even going to you. Get up here. They like, get deep. on the line. Yes. But it's like, and I think Dante has has compressed his shot into kind of this one motion. You can tell when Dante's shooting because he gets it. And it's like, it's not even like, you know, sometimes people have like this two part. Mm-hmm. His is like, you know what I mean? Like he yep. gets it, he turns, it's it's really compact. And I think he's just like, look, man, we just, it's the first quarter. We just practiced a hundred of these shots. I'm on, I'm locked in. And he's, mm-hmm. and, and we're furious when he misses them. But well, but he starts the game and he's like, here we go. You know, and, it, and it's just. What's crazy uh, about Dante is he got a pretty shot. And it looks like it's easy to repeat, or to me he does, and it looks like it's yeah, easy yeah. to repeat. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why he's not more – I mean, he didn't shoot bad, I guess, when you look at the percentages. But with the he looks he did, so I'm like, hot. yeah, man, he was he started off, yeah. you know, scorching. So I'm like, I, I don't know why he can't be more consistent. It's a nice-looking shot. It, it, he never looks like when it leaves his hand, it's about to clank. Some some nights they just don't go in. It's, it's weird. Is mm-hmm. there a world – where he's 18 minutes off the bench guy and we're all in love with him. And we all think Dante should get more run because he, he's just picking his spots and getting this. And we, we don't get to so see bring Forbes. Yes. Yeah. That's I mean, that's, that's the kind of, this has always been since the Bucks have gotten like 
this level of good, like even Brockton's last year, I remember midway through, like when we had our skid, like a skid after like a hot start. And there was this kind of like thinking of among Bucks Twitter. And again, this every opinion that can be had will be shared on Bucks Twitter. But I remember seeing like people wanting to bench Brogdon. And I'm just like, for who? For I mean, <laughs> I like Penn. I like Sterling Brown. That was when he was that was one of his or his best year yeah. um, mm-hmm. in Milwaukee. But like it's just like there's always something about even Wes Matthews last year where it's like, well, he's not doing what Brogdon did. It's like, yeah, he's not the same player. Like yeah. there's always just something inherent about people like the fifth starters always has to be yeah. replaced for the guy that has it going the the hot hand or whatever the case may be. But it's like there's something that like fits with the starting lineup under Bud. Mm-hmm. But there's always just that tinkering that everybody wants to do. It's like it doesn't yeah. nothing not everything has to be changed just in terms of like in on an individual uh basis. So sometimes I feel this I, sometimes I feel like it's not fair. Like I feel like we play in two different leagues because yeah obviously the Bucks want the shooting guard, right? They tried to get the shooting guard last offseason. And they still want they're still going to want the shooting guard. I don't know if they saw enough in Dante. It, uh, they might still want the shooting guard in the in the offseason. Next offseason. But it's like if the, if we were the Lakers and we had Bron and Bron goes to the front office and he's like, "Get me the shooting guard." The Lakers are getting like Demar Derozan, or the Lakers are are getting this guy, and you're like, "How did they even feasibly do that?" You know what I mean? Like, how did they? How are they even able to add this guy? And it's like for the Bucks, we have to you know be fully aware of the salary cap implications and roster spots and and this that and the third and all these 1500 rules of why we can't get the shooting guard that we want but then we'll turn around on on the first day of free agency and a a six-time all-star is signing with a a contender and it's just like uh you know because it's like to your point of can we live in a world where Dante is just coming off the bench we would love to. That's mm-hmm. ideal. Yeah. That's what they want. But I just feel like for some reason that move, we can't make that move. But the Lakers can or the Knicks are going to be able to or the, the Clippers will be able to or, you know, we'll, we'll see that move get made by another team. But we can't do it. It's, it's annoying. I don't have a ramp, but is that Motorola patch? Is that starting tomorrow thank you we didn't talk about that <laughs> it is it is starting tomorrow it's a good point. it's the end of they started it already all oh, right how, how do you feel about it i want to let's just you the jersey guy i want to start with you i wish it was red um i i, I have i have long wanted the sponsorship to be milwaukee tools to have a big red milwaukee tools patch i think that's kind of it that would be cool. like a, a red that would be red. nice obviously <laughs> Now, I guess it would be weird if it's Milwaukee, Milwaukee, but when it was Bucks, it would say like Milwaukee Bucks. But yeah, uh, it could be worse. I, again, I just kept saying that like to me, like they didn't match it. Like I was noticing the other night that the Celtics, the Celtics were GE and then they became something else and it's still green. Uh-huh. It's not that big of a deal, but I think um, it looks fine on the white. It actually, ironically, I hate the black one, but it looks, but the it best. looks good. Yeah. It looks best on the black one because it yeah. just kind of yeah. matches. Uh, what color is it on the black one? I don't think I've seen, I think I seen the, the yeah, green. Yeah, I don't like that jersey, white. but it does look good on there. It's white. It's just a white, okay. white patch on the black okay. jersey. So, mm. 
get, get that money, I guess. I, you know. Oh, yeah, we knew it was coming. I didn't think we would go all year with that. <laughs> Is Motorola still popular? <laughs> I don't know. Am I, am I still cheap? I, mean, I say that as a Motorola phone user, too. I, I'm still cheap, though. I'm, I'm still cheap. I, I literally, like, Googled what's the, what's the best, cheapest phone, like, what's the top of the cheap tier, and it was like, get this Motorola, and I've, like, had it for three years. But I, I, don't, nice. think, I don't think it's popular, no. But yeah, well, you know, here we are. Here we are, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, are we popular? I don't think so. And that was kind of another thing. So I, I did have this thought. Do you guys think you would be in awe of Giannis and all this guy? I was trying to think about this because there was all this talk about the playing games as I was at work uh, a couple of days ago or yesterday about the ratings. I don't know how much I'd be into Giannis if I wasn't from Milwaukee. Like I, I wouldn't much like Zion. Like I, I think he's kind of an incredible talent, but I don't go out of my way to watch his games or anything like that. And I think the league needs a player that you, cause here's the thing too, the, the league needs a player that you either love or love to hate. And I don't think anybody loves to hate Giannis in the same way, like Anthony Davis, nobody was checking in to laugh at him for losing with the, you know, the Pelicans or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think, like the other day, LeBron hit that shot and there's this dude at my new job who like, you know, classic, right? Like LeBron fan, but his mask, he's wearing a mask at work and it says New York Giants, you know what I mean? Like like, <laughs> like that dude, and he's like, yeah, we, we, we're back on top. We're this and that, yeah. you know, you see that shot? Hello? Yeah, yeah. right, yeah, the, the, the Cowboys, I'm sure he's a Cowboys fan too. Uh-huh. And it was like that dude. But people love LeBron or, or, or after the decision, love to hate him. And mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how popular we are until we have a player that, like I root against Harden or I don't actively go out of my way to watch a game where he's losing, but I think it's funny when he chokes. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I think you need a little bit of that. That's why I think the Nets, yeah. maybe the Nets would be ratings gold because I, I'm going to have a crisis of conscience. If they play the Lakers, I don't know who I'm going to pick, but uh, I don't like Embiid really either, but like it, I want to see what happens with that. Somebody's mm-hmm. going to, somebody's going to choke or maybe they just whoop everybody and I'm wrong, but either way, that's kind of interesting. I don't know. I don't know how the I've never trained my brain to even think of that. So I don't know. I don't know what player I would. I think I would gravitate towards. I think Steph Curry would be and the Warriors would have been my if I I think I would have gravitated that way if it wasn't the Bucks or if it wasn't Giannis. Um, But I always like that that player that tries to, like, put the team on his back or that situation. You couldn't tell me nothing about LeBron. His first run in Cleveland, that was my – that was my. I was always a Kobe guy, but I love LeBron because, like, dude, he had the entire city – you know what I mean? And they were winning 66 games, 65 games. And, and he was just wrecking, wrecking teams by himself. Like, or, or you know, he, he would make other players better. But the decision kind of made me 50-50 about him ever, uh, since then. But uh, – I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know if I would without Giannis. I don't. I don't know. That's a good question. I never even thought about that. Well, because the NBA, the NBA exists in kind of a almost like boxing kind of space where it's just like, like you said, like like the real heavyweights, like the Kobe guy, like the Kobe LeBron kind of guys. Mm-hmm. That's that's like can Tyson and Tyson really didn't have a contemporary. Well, kind of like Holy. It was like Tyson Holyfield kind of thing, or just like mm-hmm. like like big. It's you're rooting for the greatness of this individual and the transfers through teams. Uh-huh. And and if you don't have that, I don't know that Lucas. 
gonna necessarily carry uh, the league. Luca don't do it for me. I think I think it comes out at like the international guys, they don't really give like Giannis is not a very forthcoming like media person. Whereas nope. guys like Steph, LeBron, you know, maybe I don't know if it's like the difference between just American and international players or just mm-hmm. LeBron. I mean, he's just everywhere. <laughs> Steph is pretty mm-hmm. much a lot same. He's not on the same tier, but he's he's everywhere too. Mm-hmm. And these guys, like, I, I think that's different where, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know much about Zion outside of he's a very good basketball player, but like, I think it's it's like both intertwined of like the American international thing and just like giving people more than they can chew kind of thing where it's like mm-hmm. that kind of just you're always everywhere, especially in yeah. LeBron's case. Well, I think that's why a couple episodes ago we we asked the question like, where are the great commercials that explain these? Where's the great Jokic commercial? That, yeah, that, that like like in the heydays of the Nike machine where they'd make this funny commercial, they make you they'd mm-hmm. be like be like a catchphrase, you know, or even like, like a sports center, like when yeah, sports center yeah. was at its peak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's a really good point. It's it's kind of it's lazy now. You get so mm-hmm. much access to these players and their their real life interviews and their real life like dealings through uh, Twitter. It's like the brand that's their brand. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they they they're kind of in control of that. Actually, uh, more in control than they were, like you said, with the Nike machine. But like I used to love those puppet commercials with LeBron and Kobe. Like you're, you guys remember yeah. those the Nike yeah. one commercials? And I'm like, yo, like these are dope. And what, what's your favorite? Yeah, what's are. your favorite one of those? I think there was there was one where uh no, you know what? There was one with LeBron where he's in the pool just training and he's got like the old man LeBron telling yeah. him, you know, like, yeah. like hyping him up. And there's like another little LeBron on the side. And yeah, I kind of, I don't remember it all the way vividly, but I remember that was my, that was my favorite one. That was so, a long time ago. So Kobe was David Allen Greer. Who was LeBron? I never even knew Kobe was David Allen. Cause when you were here, he's like, he's like, would you like to look at my championship ring case? And these, and he's like, each cookie yeah. represents a championship ring. And it's like, it's David. Allen. I remember that one. I remember that one. The Christmas no, rap, the Christmas rap one is the one for me. Like, and one, and I think one, I think like the the reindeer is most deaf. Mm-hmm. And and um, I'm trying to think who the other. It might have been KRS, but KRS is Santa or something like that. Um, but yeah, the, the, the heyday of marketing. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't good at those commercials. So, hey, check it out. So we're going to get you out of here on this. So we've uh, foregoed other segments, and we are going to go straight to trivia. Trivia is brought to you by TetoniaWorld.com. What's that website? TetoniaWorld.com. That website, again, TetoniaWorld.com, where you can get all your merch. So check it out. We have four competitors here. We have 10 questions. If you think you know the answer, say your name. But if you say your name, I'm going to stop reading the question. So it's just like every game show ever. Y'all ready? Mm-hmm. Yep. The winner of this yeah. will win a t-shirt. So big stakes. If there's a tie, I ain't figured that out yet. We'll figure that out. <laughs> 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 I'm going uh, to be selling a kidney here. Question number one. Who is the shortest of the ball family? Cool Jack. Cool Jack. Oh, uh, what's the uh, Jello? Which one is that? Is what j- they call them? Is the, it the oldest one? Is it Angelo? Right? 
Mangelo, yeah. Okay, so again, obviously all these are Google. That is correct. Cool J has won. Now, we did this last week with with, with um uh, Camille and and Trey and my notes. So I'm gonna take the time to actually write this down. So after a while, like the, the scoring was all screwed up and it was kind of a, kind of a farce. And they both got T-shirts, so that's how that works. So Cool J is on the board with one. It is so when you when you look at it, apparently. Lamelo, Lonzo, and Lavar all six six. Leandro is six five. But then you know they did the thing where you know yeah we're measuring and choose. And so some people say now Lonzo is really more like six four, but he's listed as six six. So that's that's what you said. Okay. All right. So Cool J is on the board with one point. Question number two. Michael Red led the 2008-2009 Bucks in scoring at 21.2 points a game. Who was second? Jordan. Jordan. Uh, Charlie Villanueva? And that is incorrect. Yeah. Who would like to steal? <laughs> cool J. Cool J. 09? Yep, 08, 09. Oh. First side? No, that's incorrect. Jesus, you can steal. I'm trying to think who was on the roster. Oh, nine. I wouldn't have got Oh, this. shoot. I wouldn't have got this. Andrew Bogut. Oh, Andrew Bogut was third, but for that ah. one year, Richard Jefferson. I knew, I knew, ah. I knew, I knew, I knew it. At, at 19.6. I was about to say, was Sessions on that team? Yeah. I was going to say that Sessions. Was that was my second one. Okay. All those Richard years. Richard Jefferson. <laughs> they just all run together. The, the, the one time we had some. yeah see I was trying to think yeah I was trying to run down who was on the last thing that's okay so Cool J still in the lead with one point I should really make it like a thousand points or something because it doesn't matter Cool J in the lead with a thousand points question number three this is the highest grossing R-rated movie of all time or the presumptive 2021 MVP Joker, Jeezy. Jeezy the Joker. Jeezy is on the ah, board. That is correct. Nice. <laughs> Question number four. J.R. Smith in 2018 famously threw soup at what former Milwaukee Buck? Jordan. Jordan. Damon Jones. Damon Jones, we are tied up a thousand <laughs> points apiece. <laughs> Anybody else missed like that Damon Jones, like Mike James backward? Yeah. Uh, I was like NBA <laughs> Live 04 for me. Dude, I <laughs> used to listen. I was like 10 years old and I was at school telling people like, we got the best shooters in the, the NBA. future. Yeah. <laughs> we got the best shooters in the league. It, it was a weird time. A weird time. My dad was on vacation with me or something. It was sometime in the summer and he's like, we got Charlie Bell back. And I'm like, yeah, we got Charlie Bell back. That's great. Oh, man. Like, yeah, man, we got it. <laughs> We're back. And it's like, why, why do we care about that? What did we come back to, right? Right, yeah. I remember, <laughs> like, Continuity. Know, we, got the, we got the most improved player of the league, Bobby Simmons. Yo, we about to go crazy. Like, what? No. <laughs> Keeping it real, so much of my Middleton hate is informed by all those Bobby Simmons kind of guys who got paid. <laughs> and it was just like, and Michael Red too on some level, but just yeah, it was just like, no, mm -hmm. don't don't give the contract to that guy. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, so question four. Uh, we said J.R. Smith threw the soup at Damon Jones. Question five. What kind of soup was it? Oh. Jordan. Jordan. I think it's, it was like chicken tortilla. You nailed it! Oh my goodness! That instantly was like burned in my brain. Wow! Jordan is up two thousand points. One thousand for Cool J. One thousand for Jeezy. Question six: The first professional football team to sport an insignia on their helmets was this California team. The year was nineteen fifty. Cool J. Cool J. Oakland? Oakland is incorrect. Okay, so process of elimination. Oakland is incorrect. Question six. Who was the, who would like to guess? Cheesy. Cheesy. Uh, 49ers. The 49ers is also incorrect. So, Jordan, you get to pick from the other three or however many teams they had. Um, I'll go Rams. The Rams is correct. Jordan with the oh, green man. Oh, they were the, the L.A. Rams, the Los Angeles Rams. Question seven, gentlemen. Many fans are looking forward to Giannis' new Disney Plus movie. Of course, Mr. Antetokounmpo had already appeared in the 2012 film, Dead Europe, playing the neighbor's son. When he was then drafted by the Bucks, this made him the third Milwaukee Buck who wore number 34 to appear in a feature film. Name the other two. Jeezy. Jeezy. Uh, Kareem, I'm sorry, uh, Ray Allen. Ray Allen. So they have to wear the number 34? Yes, but not in the movie. I don't know that one. All right, who'd like to steal? We'll give you Ray Allen. Ray Allen, he got game. <laughs> 34. There's the obvious one that I want to say, but I don't, I feel like it's not him. Um, is it Cummings? It's Cummings, name the movie. I should have stole it. I was going to rush I have no, I have no idea. No, no, you got to name the movie too? Just oh. yell it out, yell it out. Yell it out, whoever yells it gets it. There are no rules to this. I don't know the movie. Okay. Uh, Terry Cummings famously played a bartender named Terry in Love and Basketball. What? Oh. <laughs> For I didn't two. Even know he was in that movie. So, so you when, know how many times I seen Love and Basketball? So when the Allstate guy who's who's Trey's dad, when the Allstate yeah. guy is like in the bar <laughs> and, and and about to cheat on his wife or whatever, you know, or or like somebody comes in and wants a signature, or maybe that's later when he's a Laker. Then it's Terry Cummings. He's like that's freaking Terry Cummings. And Terry Cummings like gives him a Bud Light or whatever else, and he's like, "Thanks, Terry." You know. <laughs> so that's cool. All right, so we're, we're still. We're still in good shape here. Question number eight. Now, we only have three questions left. So, Cool J and Jeezy, it's moving time for you. Let's get some points right now. In the now legendary 2014 Pitbull NBA playoff promo, other than the artist saying playoffs, playoffs, roughly 2,700 times, many lyrical adjustments were made from the original Kesha song. In the original version, the lyric was... The bigger they are, the harder they fall. These biggity boys are diggity dogs. That lyric was changed to what? The bigger they are, 
the harder they fall. Dot, dot, dot. I remember the promo. I just don't remember the words. He's, he's stroking his chin. That was a good problem too. <laughs> it's in my head now, even as I do this. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. Um. Time's up. The bigger the heart, the harder they fall. Oh, I knew that the everybody <laughs> knows it. <laughs> I knew it was the, the harder they ball. I couldn't think of the first part for nothing. I was just going to like fill in some uh, random. We should give you that point anyway, just to make it close. <laughs> Question out. So we got Dang. two questions left. Uh, Tresky's running away with this, but there's still time to tie up. And if we have a three-way tie, we're giving away three T-shirts from again TonyWorld.com. Found at www.tonyworld.com. Question number nine, Aaron Rodgers shares the record for touchdown passes in a single game with what career backup? Jeezy. Jeezy. Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn, Jeezy gets that one. Oh, shoot. I can't be last. And question number 10, who shot Mr. Burns? Jordan. Jordan. Maggie, Maggie Simpson. Oh, Jordan Tresky is the winner. <laughs> wow. Jordan Tresky is the winner. <laughs> I never seen you move so fast, man. He knew that one right away. Simpsons are, yeah, come <laughs> second nature to me. <laughs> so, fellas, this was really, really fun. I appreciate uh, very much everybody kind of getting together kind of early on a Friday. So, we appreciate everything. I think um, Cool J's got to go back to sleep. Jeezy's got to go back to work. Um, Jordan, I don't know what you have to do. But, oh, but you got to get to work on your new uh, Blue Wire Endeavor, apparently. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Congratulations again. <laughs> Thank you. So just a little bit of wrap up. By the time you're hearing this, it may indeed be Saturday morning. So obviously we're looking forward to Buck's Heat. We'd like to thank uh, Jordan Tresky at Jordan Tresky, OGGZ at OGXGZ, and Cool J. I'm not sure how many O's are in that, but Cool J on Twitter. Thank them very much. Um, a lot of fun. Uh, getting together and yet there will be more coming so I think what we're gonna do uh, time time allowing we'll do some post game reactions like if the Bucks smoke the heat there may not be a whole lot to talk about uh, if they lose you guarantee but I guess I'd be kind of interested if people really want kind of the like because here's the thing no matter what happens with the Bucks game you have other options Right. So would people prefer do people come to this for kind of the more edited stuff? Uh, do people want to hear me, you know, yell for seven minutes into my phone and just put it out? Maybe. Right. But um, we'll kind of see how that goes. It just depends how I feel or what kind of time I have. I certainly don't have time to edit every stuff out after every game. And, and we'll just see. We got a lot more, a uh, lot, 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 lot more guests lined up. Um, I think a good number. I, I, Listening back to this, I think a really good number is three. And as a matter of fact, as you listen to it, it's just so hard for me to let the conversation breathe if I can't see the other people's faces. And a couple of times, um, I almost want to do the whole thing again, like because I feel like I have probably talked. I mean, look, every podcast I talk too much, right? But it, it, I really enjoyed um, kind of the conversation. We really could have went like a little bit longer, but so we'll just kind of see format wise how a lot of this stuff works. 
With that being said, appreciate all of you. Zip it up, zip it out. Let's get that game one win. Game one win. Let's go up 1-0 and put the pressure on the Heat uh, to not be 0-2. That's uh, like the most simplest form of analysis, but that's what you get from me. Uh, take it easy. Thank you.